I had an inspirational thought during this, uh, so I need someone to take it down, uh, Mary, somebody. And next year, I want to invite the community to do a community uh, way of the cross. We do the Via Crucis in the church, but on that day, I'd like it to be bilingual and outside. And I'd like uh, to have uh, 14 families uh, choose a station and then portray it. And we'll work out the details. Maybe Christ will be the same Christ moving from station to station. But um, it, it will be um, a wonderful way, and, and we'll limit the celebrations that day to the two liturgical ones and then this one via Crucis. This is an inspiration. I don't know where it came from. Um, years ago, the Franciscans used to make these little movies uh, uh, from the Franciscan, Franciscan men, um, um, the center downtown on 12th Street and uh, the media. And they had this one that, that uh, of course, it was Hollywood and it was, it was a way of breathing into it because it, it made it very literal. But God was in heaven. Um, and he had this uh, Irish uh, maid who was serving coffee and tea and all. And he calls uh, Jesus, well, his son in, and he calls in Grace, the Holy Spirit. She's a black woman, and Jesus was this young uh, man, and, and uh, God was an, the older, wise God that was. And he said, you know, he was looking at the earth and seeing, and they did these flashes of people on earth uh, doing all kinds of awful things, kind of like the January 6th incident, you know, and say, look at them. They don't listen to me. Why don't they care? Why, why have they turned so far away? Why do they not live lives that are good and holy? Instead, they're being influenced by evil. So um, he says, well, I've decided something. I wasn't going to destroy them all. This sounds like good Old Testament language. But he says, but... I can't. I love them too much. And, and I think i got to find a way to save them, and I think I finally have, have figured it out. He says, uh, uh, Jesus, I'm going to send you to earth, and you're going to bring them back to me. You're going to convince them. He says, don't worry about a thing. I, I'll take care of it all. I, you will go down as a royal son of mine. You'll be a kingly prince. And, and, and Jesus says, no, Father. He says, yes, I will go. But if I go, I cannot go as someone royal and above them and someone speaking down to them. I have to go as one of them. And I have to be willing to suffer, even to die. I have to take on their life and let go of my godliness and become truly human. And God says, no, no, no son of mine could ever do that. He says, no, that's the way I must do it. So uh, he says, okay. Hey, but I'm going to send Grace with you, and she's going to watch over you, and she's going to take care, and she's going to fill in the gaps and make it all happen. So this is how it was presented in a literal way. But what I think it embraced so beautifully was the second reading today about God, Jesus emptying his godliness and taking on the form of a slave, becoming obedient even unto death. Uh, and, and I didn't say this last night, but the reason it just hit me was because I listened to the prayer that I said a little more, uh, the opening prayer. And it, it talked about uh, accepting suffering, accepting suffering in a way that uh, leads us somewhere. 
But I'll put it this way. Um, when we struggle and suffer, there's only two options. We either get better or bitter. Many, maybe most, get bitter. And suffering destroys our spirit. But if we do what that second reading said, like Jesus did, emptied himself. Because when we empty ourselves, we open up space inside in our spirit. And when we empty ourselves of our, of, I'll call it our, 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 our body needs, our physical, material needs, those are the things that suffer. So like, this is what Jeremiah was speaking about, the prophet. You know, they plucked my beard. Uh, they, they were insulting me. They were uh, ruining my life. They were destroying me. They set out to kill me. And of course, in the Passion, that's what we see take place. And even in the scriptures today, in Mark's rendition of the Passion, we have Jesus screaming out or saying what we heard in the, in the responsorial song, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Because that's the flesh speaking. There has never been a year in our lifetime that has been more a year of, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? This pandemic year. No. I, I'll bet you more people have said, why God, than ever in our lifetimes. I'll bet you that has passed in every single country of our world, Christian and non alike. Why God? Why have you abandoned me? You abandoned us. And so, the flesh speaks out, even in Jesus. The beauty of Jesus is that his spirit spoke louder. And I would say, there's no shame in passing through that, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I tell people in confession all the time when they come to say, I hate this person. I said, that's okay, I hate him. Hate him for an hour, then get over it. Because somewhere our spirit has to take over and go deeper. And that's what Jesus did so spectacularly on the cross, especially as they mocked him, knelt before him, said, did him homage. It's even sarcastic, our scriptures. They, they mocked him. They hailed the king of the Jews and then spit on him. I'll tell you, um, the crowd, as it's described today, really was more of a mob. And the difference between a crowd and a mob, in my thinking, is that a crowd can still be gathered together. They don't know each other, but they can be led to a place of respect. For example, I was watching on the internet yesterday. Um, I got an invitation through, I think it's called Face. I can't tell you what it means. But it is a, a, a site that um, unites around Asians. And this group is uh, particularly trying to fight the, the disrespect uh, and the hatred of Asians, the prejudice against Asians. So I got invited. I said, oh, God, I got to do this. So I went on. It was a beautiful uh, one-hour testimony and a one-hour uh, celebration of the victims and their families uh, who were killed in Atlanta. And as I watched it, um, I said to myself, we're a crowd, a virtual crowd. And there were people that met in, in Atlanta, but uh, we were a virtual crowd. And I suspect that there are families and people that, that were on the Zoom together. And this gringo, uh, old white man, got on there and, and was able to be a part of the crowd. But, but the beauty of this crowd, I think, is that we were in the same place here and here. We're all in the same place. The mob around the cross, the mob on January 6th, 
was a mob because they were easily led to evil. They were easily led to hatred. They were easily led to destruction and to sin. Today, as we hear the story of the Passion, we're asked, we're asked to go somewhere with this story, to end up somewhere with this story. It's a very emotional story. It's, it's a drama, uh, uh, incredible. And I think that as we enter into this drama, we are really supposed to try to identify with all the people, and even those shouting, crucify him. Because unless we get all the parts, all the pieces, I'm afraid that it may not have the impact that it's supposed to have for us on Easter Sunday. So the church not only begins Holy Week, but it ends Holy Week on Friday as we enter the Triduum. And once again, we hear the Passion, but always on Friday, it's the Passion of John. And as we enter into it, we are asked to absorb even more the power and the story of the Passion. And in a sense, and that's why we, I think, properly, as of Thursday, we stopped meeting, we stopped getting together, we stopped asking uh, the office to be open and do things for us, because this is the time that we should enter into some profound silence, profound prayer, profound reflection, read some scriptures, watch the Passion on television. There's multiple uh, different presentations of it. And why? Because the visual is, is more. It's one thing to read it. It's another thing to read it out loud and hear it. It's another thing to hear it and see it. And it's profoundly revealing. If we do that and, and enter well into the spirit of Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, then Saturday night and Sunday, I, I think we will really rejoice, really rejoice in the resurrection of the Lord and appreciate the promise and gift that that is for